Greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broadcast. Podcast where three bros discuss anything and everything geeky. I'm one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina, what's going on? <laughs> Hi. Oh, this is going to be one of those, guys. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Katie, what's going on? Hi, it's Thursday, not Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, both of you fools. I text you. Uh, so we were. Oh, is it? Is it Thursday? Is it Wednesday? I thought it was Wednesday. I don't know what day of the week it is. Really, I don't know too? what time it is. Really? Y'all, what is time though? What, what is, time? is time? Does it matter? Is, is it relevant? Time? Clearly not. No, it's not at all. All right, guys, welcome. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk uh, behind the scenes of Loki. And then we're going to discuss our where we rank, because everybody likes to rank, where we rank these first three Marvel shows in, on Disney Plus and, and why. Why do we feel they one is better than the other and all that. So we're going to have some fun. We got some questions from uh, Chris Davis as well. So let's just kick it off. So behind the scenes, Loki, Assemble. Good stuff. I mean, it was just like any of the other two. It was a lot of information, just a lot of fun, a lot of just, you know, seeing the process and understanding where they were going with it. Fascinating, I think, for me was the whole Tom Hiddleston, like basically kind of narrating the thing, which obviously makes sense, but it was really, really cool. Him talking about the journey of Loki, him talking about his conversations with Katie Heron, who was the director of this whole series. It was just really overall for me, just good information, just really good information, really fun stuff to see. You know, I I think all three of us really liked the behind the scenes stuff. We like to see the costumes. We like to see the sets. We like to see this and that. One thing that pops out to my mind right now is when they were talking about that quote unquote one shot from the third episode and they were talking about how they shot it where obviously it's not a fully one shot, but where they put the stitches as they called it in the, the transitions kind of shots, you know, were purpose purposefully done in a way that it all seemed seamless. And it really did. I remember watching that episode. I'm like, man, this is a really kind of cool one shot. But you can kind of tell we're like, oh, maybe that's where they transitioned. But it was really, really well done. Like that whole that whole episode is one of my favorites. But overall, I want to get, uh, you know, I kind of want to hear, Katie, your thoughts first on on the behind the scenes. Anything that jumped out to you, any type of information, any kind of like tidbits from one of the actors that you found really interesting? Yeah, it was interesting to me just how they framed the whole behind the scenes just with this very like high level time. You know, what is time? Like I'm half joking when I say that, but it was just really cool how they kind of put everything in perspective of it, it just fit really well with the whole series. Right. Um, they shot this in 299 days. Yeah, that's My crazy. mouth flew open when they said that. And they started right before the pandemic hit. So I'm sure that that's why it took as long as it did. Um, but at the same time, the the episode six, or parts of it at least, I guess, were the whole last week of filming. Right. They said that, that they said that he didn't come on set um until the end of Jonathan Majors didn't come on set until the very end. Um, so that was 
pretty incredible to hear. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they talked about the sets. They talked about how a lot of the sets were practical sets, which is really neat to hear. Um, that they watching them, the, you know, you mentioned that tracking shot and how they built, uh, they built an entire city around that tracking shot and all of the effects that needed to happen with that as they're escaping um, on Lamentus. That was incredible. But then two, I like how uh, we talked or throughout, you know, all of us had talked about how this show was very um, introspective and they even said in the show in the, um, the behind the scenes that this show was about Loki finding himself and making peace with himself. So I thought that was really neat that, um, you know, that Kate Heron had such an interesting perspective on it as well. Um, and that, you know, that we picked up on it too. I'm, so bummed. I'm bummed that she's not coming back for a season two. I really oh, am. is she not? No, they've, they already no. said that. Yeah. I don't know if it's because she's got other projects, which I hope she does, because she's I hope she really, works really talented, forever. super mm-hmm. talented. But yeah, I, I really, I, I'm I enjoyed like, her. Yeah, me too. And I think Michael Waldron is a great writer. Oh my gosh, he was cracking me up. Yeah, so like I try, like if he's coming back, then I trust the writing, and then they'll obviously find a director that will you know fit the mold of what they're doing. So I just, yeah, it, it was really good stuff overall. And anything else, Kate? Yeah, one thing that um, was interesting is when they mentioned uh, uh, the bad guy, like giving giving the bad guy TV time so that there's enough time to understand him and his motivations. And they put mm-hmm. Loki in the same category with Tony Soprano and Don Draper. Like that was, that was really interesting. Um, you know, it's something that we never really I never really thought about before. That yeah, it, we needed even though it was just six hours with Loki, you know, we needed this time with him to really understand him as a character. And I think they did a really good job of, of conveying that and making it feel natural that he would have all of these emotions and all of this realization, you know, over this time. So yeah, I enjoyed the behind the scenes. I always enjoy behind the scenes of anything. They're my favorite genre, I think. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, I just like how they overall, like, what the idea of the show, you know, I think Waldron talked about it early in the in the doc that, you know, I think he and I think a lot of people assume that this would be, like, Loki, like, quantum leaping it, you know, and, like, going to different, you know, times and fixing stuff or doing what... And they basically broke the mold and said, no, this is literally going to be a character story of him you know learning about himself in different ways in accepting who he who he was and accepting who he is now it was it was just it was really well done it was well done christina your thoughts on the show anything stick out to you any kind of info that you're like oh wow that was really interesting I did love the fact that they said they didn't want to cheapen Endgame by making yep. it yeah. that Loki came back. And I think that was so important because I think that was the fear everyone kind of had was that, oh, great, they're going to do Loki and this is how they're going to get Loki back into the into the movies because somehow Loki's going to you know make it back because of this. And I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't cheapen Endgame that way. Um, I, of course, love the sets. I love looking at how they built it, how they used um, blacklight paint 
on Lamentus and they use these things to make yeah, different colors cool. pop and make it dimensional. And you almost felt like there was neon and things where there really wasn't. And I thought that was super cool. Um, and of course, of course the costumes, right? Like I'm always going to be a fan of costumes and sets. That's just what I'm going to do. I loved how they talked about, they had to strip Loki of his Loki as guardian leather and they had to strip his identity from him and put him in a very plain jumpsuit. I loved that. I loved how they how they made Sylvie Loki-ish, but didn't give her an actual Loki costume. What they did was they used some of the green leather. They used the gold. They used those things. Um, I loved talking through that. I loved when they really talked about when he's in the intake, how they made that ceiling really low. And full of those round lights, very intentional, so it felt cramped and compressing. It's just so smart. That was just smart set design. It was smart cinematography. Everything they did, they took advantage of um, using things in multiple ways, too, from different angles and different meanings. And, you know, they said everything is circular for a reason, like a clock, like time. Um, I just thought that was such a smart way to convey your message and convey your theme and what you're looking to do. And let's just say Owen Wilson in a gray wig with that little mustache. Let's just talk about it. Most Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson ever looked. Oh, Owen Wilson in a fedora and a puffer vest and a bandana. <laughs> with his That's hair just Owen Wilson in the ocean. Has ever looked. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When they cut to that scene of him being interviewed, I was like, yep, there he is. <laughs> That's the Owen Wilson it, we all know and love, not in that slim cut suit with a gray wig and mustache. But it worked. It worked so well how they really transform, you know, Owen to that character. I mean, and you could tell he had so much fun with it. You know, like you could tell him and Tom had a blast just doing these scenes. And you could tell that I'll see Owen Wilson. You know, obviously, this is his first Marvel anything, so Tom was really his guide, and you, and that showed. And like what what Owen was saying about you know the the uh, Loki lectures and all that stuff, it was just fun behind the scenes. Like you know, just knowing that Hiddleston really cared obviously about doing this and doing it right. And there was that moment where you know they were in the I think whatever that set was the theater office theater or whatever, when they would like show different images from the different movies and they didn't know what they were showing. Obviously the actors don't see it. They're looking at a wall, but Kate Heron and Tom like would talk about it. And Tom's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he knew. So then like him and Owen would talk and he like kind of got Owen up to speed and stuff. So it was just cool how like they really cared. Like and it showed how much they cared about making this the show they wanted and a show that they knew was going to be a, a big success. I also knew made me wonder. Had. So when they were talking about that, it made me wonder if Owen Wilson had ever watched a Marvel movie before. No, I highly no. Doubt I don't it. think Owen Wilson has ever watched a Marvel I don't think movie. He has no. It was kind no, of clear to me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's totally okay. Like that's fine. Like I love that. Shit. I think that's amazing. Right. He did no research. He just went and he was like, "I'm this dude. Give me the suit and the wig. I'm good." Well, and that also fits with the Mobius character too. Like, what does he know about? He knows the TVA really well. Yeah, Mobius, you know was what I mean? Like, so is Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. Like, the, he actually really did like embody Mobius in a way, like learning stuff and you know all that. 
But it was, it was I gotta cool. tell you, I watching mean, Katie right now is my favorite thing. Guys, we can see each other while we're recording. <laughs> and Katie's got like a rolled up piece of paper or a fan or something. And she's swinging it around like a baseball bat. There's a fucking fly in my office. <laughs> And he wants to be on the podcast really bad. So we're trying to we're trying to make murder and do a podcast at the same time because uh, we multitask. That's what we do. Oh, welcome to the Geek Broadcast. <laughs> but no, I I I really love like seeing that that set, especially from uh, the Lamnus, like. Like you were talking about, Chrissy, the the colors they use, the, like the specific way they designed it, so they could do that like one shot esque, you know, filming. And the I can't remember the girl's name, but I think she was the cinematographer, I believe, when she was talking about like you know how she wanted to shoot it and how she wanted to make it feel like it could be on thirty five. Like it was just really cool because again, it's just like different perspective. A lot of women, I noticed a lot of women, a like, lot of women in the, show, in the big positions in this which one, which was great. I loved it, loved it, loved it, and it and it showed. It really showed. And I love Katie Heron's. Like you know, she's like I'm a simple. She's like this is just a story about a guy learning to love himself. She's like it's just you know. She's like I'm a I'm a sap for that stuff. And it was just really cool to like hear her thoughts on why she was doing, you know, the way she was doing, you know, the, the show and this character and introducing these new characters in a fun, really creative way. It was just really fun stuff. And then obviously, um, Sofia Martino loved it. I love that they kind of picked from a, uh, character whose name was Sylvie, who was like an apprentice to Loki, but then they mixed that with the enchantress, so, like, you mix these two kind of characters into one. It was really cool. Like, I just like how they introduced certain things and why they did certain things. Like, I loved, I could, I, I'm a huge art of, so Star Wars does a lot of art of, art of books where they do, like, the, the sketches and the, it's a whole book of it. I want to know, and I want to, and I hope they do, they do, like, an art of these Marvel shows. Like, just the sketches I yeah. love all that like all stuff. the pre-work they put in, the visuals and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool to see how they had, like, Tom's face. but the, And then also in some of those other areas, they had Richard E. Grant's face with his uh, classic Loki costume. Yeah. The, the classic Loki stuff and, like, Richard E. Grant talking about that was great. Like, he was wanting, like, the muscle suit, but... No, he was just kidding. The <laughs> boots and the leotard. Yeah, boots yes. and leotard and the hat. So and a yellow diaper. And a le- yeah, yellow diaper. Um, the cinematographer is Autumn. I'm not going to pronounce that last name. So Katie, you can do that. But her first name is Autumn. <laughs> Autumn Derald Arkapa. Well done. We're we're gonna go with that. Okay, that works for me. So her, like again, her, her talking about like her vision of how she was shooting the show was really interesting. So good stuff. I mean, you could tell how much fun I think, especially Tom Hiddleston had playing this character. He's been playing it for over 10 years. You know, that was really cool to kind of see like the journey of him getting this when he was 29 and now he's 40 and he's been playing this character. I can't believe, does that like connect to you mentally that that was 10 years ago? Like when that happened, I went, no, it wasn't. That's crazy. No, not at all. It's nuts. It's nuts. And then thank you, Marvel, for giving us a Tom Hiddleston with a man bun 
that was beautiful. Thank you, I Marvel, for giving us Tom Hiddleston narrating the show because they did not do that in the yeah. other Assembled. And I just want to sit and have Tom Hiddleston read me my favorite books every day. I don't need he any do audio book. I don't need anything else other than Tom Hiddleston and his man bun. I feel like he sits there with his little whiskey and Owen Wilson sat there with his pot and they had really great conversations. And then he narrated this. I think that's what happened. I think that's canon. I think that's probably what happened for sure. hundred percent. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I have this whole visual yeah. in my head of what that conversation looked like. That's fair. And I love like Tom talking about Shakespeare and, like, <laughs> and Owen Wilson is just like, I want them in two gentlemen from Verona so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's make that hey. happen. Who's in charge here? Who can do this? Someone hit us up. I love, uh, it was just fun just to see, Again, just their interaction and just how well like they just played off the one another. And then the the actresses of B15 and Ravona. Awesome stuff. Like and then really for me, and I'll get your guys' thoughts on this, like how they talked about Jonathan Majors, what he did and what like they knew what this like this moment meant and what they they knew this was going to carry on into the MCU for who knows how long, how many phases. And just the way Jonathan talked about like doing this character, having fun with it, but knowing in the back of his mind that, you know, this is just an iteration of Kang that, you know, that, that he gets to, you know, become eventually like it's exciting stuff, man. I'm telling you, Jonathan majors is going to be amazing. And it's going to be so much fun to see him play Kang the conqueror, Nathaniel Richards. Like it's just going to be awesome. And you could tell how fun, like how much fun he had just doing what they did. And I will say this too, the costume stuff. Like I didn't realize one, B-52 had the marks on her helmet. I never picked that up. I didn't pick up on Jonathan Majors. Can I tell you my costume. favorite thing is that you always call her B-52? I know. I said B-15. I said B-52 in the one episode too. But whatever. It's a good band too. So go ahead, look them up. So, it is. Yeah. So... But, like, his costume was, like, different eras, different. So, like, it was cool to, like, how they portrayed that character as someone who's been around a very long time. So, it was, like, I was like the intentions were there. So, just really good stuff. Really, really, really good stuff. Final thoughts, and then we're going to jump into, you know, the we'll talk about the three shows overall. Katie, any final thoughts you want to bring up? Yeah, just piggybacking on, you know, the the final ten minutes, I guess, of the of the behind the scenes, they finally said Kang. They finally used that name. Tom I think that was the too. Tom yes. used it. Yes. And I think that was the first time that they've actually mentioned it. So there we go. Uh, but can we call that a confirmation? That can we, can we say that's yeah. a confirmation? Okay. I should say so. I'm just I should definitely say that so. it's a confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, one thing that they, I wrote down that they mentioned um, that Everyone was watching the flowering of the future of the MCU. I mean, think about that statement. This is it. Like, this is what we're going to be experiencing for years to come. And it, it's it's reincarnation. That's another word that they used uh, that was very interesting to me, especially with the Eternals coming out this year. And there's lots of themes of, of reincarnation and living multiple lives and things. Like, I, I'm just oh, – I'm really excited for, for the way that things are going to weave in the future. Um, yeah. And the, the blue alligator Loki pillow, like, give me that. 
let me let me get like a six foot version of that that I can just lay on and take a nap. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was cool how they like the design, like how they designed that alligator uh, off of this uh, alligator that's a support alligator or something. It was a crazy. service alligator. Yeah, that's a that's like a, a CGI alligator. <laughs> That's amazing. That's why I'm sorry. Um, who's the special effects people that did that? They do. They do Star Wars. Katie ILM. ILM. ILM yep. is freaking amazing. Like they really are. They're that whoever runs that. I know it's part of Lucasfilm. Like ILM is amazing. Like they know their shit. They know what to do. They're so good at it, and that's why they do so many freaking movies all the time. So, Christina, final thoughts on the behind the scenes? Anything you want to bring up? I love the behind the scenes. I want to sit down. I want behind the scenes of all the costumes from all three series. I want the costume designers to get together and there just be one behind the scenes about that. I want one behind the scenes of the set designers talking through with each other what their process is and how they come up with that. Because we get high level from each one. But I want, like, the detail. Like, give me a detail with all of these three costume designers sitting down and talking through how they work through it, how their process is. I think that would be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, no, that would be a lot of fun. I like all that stuff. And I believe, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, you two, each of these three series was directed by a female. Am I correct? I know uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was. Loki was. Wasn't WandaVision? That's a very good question. Someone look it up real quick while we, while we, while we talk. But Again, that's if even two out of the three having a female director is cool. Like that just shows that they are kind of going outside the box and and kind of letting people tell a story that fits fits their characters. You know, I mean, Katie Heron, my God, I hope she does something else Marvel because that was that was amazing. It was amazing. And then the the woman that directed Falcon and Winter Soldier. Amazing stuff. So like. It's it's important to get those types of views because I think you get this type of storytelling, which is different, and it still feels Marvel. You know, they still had the good Marvel humor. Like, I mean, it was just it was so good. It was just so good. And like, again, I, I you know, let, let's jump to these three shows. Wandavision you know, did WandaVision have a male director, by the way. Wandavision director was director. male. Okay. Yeah. I th- I'm wondering if it was a female writer than part of WandaVision. Because I know there was something with WandaVision. Yeah. I want to say that the, the writers were all women. Maybe that was it. I feel like. Yeah. No. Christina, you're looking it up. So regardless, though, I mean, again, you still have a lot of female presence in these three shows. You, I mean, you do. So for me, we had WandaVision come out first, which I think, honestly, would have been a smart move, you know, even if the pandemic never happened, because originally that was not supposed to start this, the, the Disney plus era. I think it was Falcon, Falcon and winter soldier. And then I think it was supposed to be WandaVision. And I th- then I think Loki. So I think having WandaVision come out first was kind of made sense. and kind of smart. Cause I think it really set the tone of the, of the TV shows. So, you know, WandaVision comes out first and you have Falcon and winter soldier, and then you have Loki. For me, I think the out of the three, which I think I think we all can agree, they're all great in their own right. Just the stories that were told in each series was great. It felt, you know, Marvel, but it did feel different too at times. 
you know, I mean, WandaVision dealing with like, you know, grief. Well, Falcon Winter Soldier really dealing with kind of like now times issues, like social issues. And then Loki dealing again, kind of with that grief and then like self-reflection stuff. So it was really, again, different storytelling for Marvel, but it still fit their genre. But I will say, I think for me, Loki is probably my favorite. And then I will go um, WandaVision and then I'll go Falcon and Winter Soldier. The reason I say that is because Loki for me sets up what we're moving towards now, right? Like that's the main reason I think I was excited for Loki because I I think we all had a feeling that was going to lead us into the next phase. And it did. And it's setting it up beautifully. So I think that's why I give Loki the 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 top billing, if you want to call it, whatever, as as far as series. I mean, the writing was great too. I mean, they're all all three were written and directed beautifully. But Loki, just because of the impact it has moving forward, I think that's why I like this show more. And again, WandaVision, same thing. I think it sets up more for the next phase than anything. So I'm looking forward to seeing those repercussions and, you know, seeing Wanda different now. You know, she is the Scarlet, you know, she's Scarlet Witch now. Like, this is her character. She's not just Wanda Maximoff. And then obviously, you know, again, nothing wrong with Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was a great story. It was a great journey for Sam's character. But we all knew that he was going to be Captain America in the end, right? But the journey of it was great. The journey of it was, I think, the 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 best part of that show for me. So that's my take on the three. I think I'm 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 excited to get more Disney Plus series because I think they're going to do different stuff within these series, and I think it's going to be really really good stuff. So, Katie, I'll get your thoughts first on the three shows. Where are you at? Which one did you like more? Again, this is, it's just how it hits you. Kind of where are you at with all three? Yeah, I feel for me, I mean, I connected with each of these shows in a different way and for different reasons. I think a lot of them were very introspective and um, had their moments of, you know, the, I loved all the self-reflection stuff with Loki. I loved the portrayal of grief and dealing with shit that WandaVision has. And I think because of how strong that was and on top of that, how much it connected into uh, just the Marvel stories, I think WandaVision gets my top. I think WandaVision gets my top. And then it's, ah, I love Loki. I love Loki. And I think, I think Loki's second and Falcon and Winter Soldier is third. And I mean, asking on a different day and that ranking could be different. Uh, but yeah, that that I think that's why I think that's why I'm picking Wanda for, as my top because I, the storytelling was so interesting. The costuming and the filming style was so interesting. Uh, the way that they really piggybacked on the sitcom theme and they really kind of leaned into the kookiness of that. You know, and then the reveals with Agatha and the reveals with Monica, um, all of those things, you know, were so uh, enjoyable to watch. And I know that we are going to see so much more of that from all of those characters. Um, yeah, I think that's why WandaVision gets my top. No, that's really I mean, that's I, I, I don't hate that because I think WandaVision did something, I think a lot of people gravitated to and like with the grief and like self, you know, again, self reflection or, you know, looking introspectively, all that stuff. 
within WandaVision, like it really was different. And again, like you said, how they shot it going off of like the, um, the TV show kind of tropes and everything like that. It was just great stuff. It is. It, it was. I, I, I don't hate it. I mean, WandaVision is great. I mean, that that's one of the better end credit scenes too. Cause I think I said this, I think to both of you guys, maybe that, you know, when Wanda hears the two sons at the end of that show, I wonder if that's because of the time breaking and that's why she hears it. That's just my, again, who knows? Will they connect it that deep? Who knows? It could, it's Marvel, but that's just my I mean, that clip that our good friend Joe Pro sent us on Twitter, you know, it does line up perfectly. 27, yeah, 27 minutes in. Pretty insane. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 insane stuff, and I can again wouldn't put it past Marvel to to do that, especially if you think about if if Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first, then WandaVision, then Loki, that makes a ton of effing sense. Then if that was the route they're supposed to go, uh, okay, Christina, you're I want to hear your three. Kind of what are your thoughts on the three? I'm going totally we opposite of you guys. Um, Falcon and Winter okay. Soldier was like number it. one because it did so it. much from a political and social standing at a time when we all really needed it. Um, well said. It gave us the transition of some of our favorite characters into who they're going to be. It, it wrapped up some stories and gave us future. Now, especially you just mentioned the timeline of when they were supposed to be released, right? That makes more sense. Um, it falls into line better. And because we don't know when we're going to see Sam and Bucky again now. Especially now that we've gone through WandaVision and Loki and we're going into this multiverse, when are we going to see Sam and Bucky again? We know their contracts. We know we've set it up for it. So are we not going to see them until another phase? Are we going to go a couple years without Sam and Bucky potentially? That might be next phase. We don't know. That's wild to think about. That's wild to think about, but that's there. Um, Because they have not said season two of Falcon and Winter Soldier or... Or as we like to call it, Captain America and the White Wolf. But they haven't said that. There's not a season two being talked about. So we could potentially be going three years without those characters, which is insane. Um, I don't know that that will happen. But again, our current timeline for this phase, we don't see where they're going to fit in. Um, But then I struggle between WandaVision and Loki. I thought both were really well done. Um. I do think that, you know, DJ also sent over that clip about that TikTok about how they line up, how the two connect, mm-hmm. how right. at that time. And it's like, so who really opened the multiverse? Was it King or Wanda? King or Wanda? Who opened it? What happened? Sylvia or Wanda, really? Who opened this up? What happened? Um, because King said that he knew everything to a certain point. What was that point? Was that point that that's when Wanda opened everything up and it wasn't actually Sylvie? And now Sylvie's going to go into Loki season two with this guilt that she did all this. So what happened? Um, that's when maybe when Wanda took control now that she's a Scarlet Witch. We don't know. We're not going to know. Let's quit speculating. But I'm going to go Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, WandaVision. WandaVision didn't give me the wrap up of Wanda and Vision that I wanted. It, it's there, but it's not there. And I just wanted Wanda and Vision to live happily ever after. And it's not what we're going to get. Um, no, nope. not at all. It was clear <laughs> from like episode two that that's not what we're going to get. But 
from a visual perspective, I thought the I thought the sitcom thing was fun and unique, but I also felt like it was off brand. Um, it was it was fun and unique, and it tied in. I thought it was really cool, but it was off brand. It was we're trying to do something different here. Give me my my more streamlined, give me my visuals, give me how everything ties together. I like it when everything visually ties together. And when you're bringing things in from multiple directions like that, and it no longer ties together visually, I get your theme. I don't love that. Um, So I'm going to go, yep, Falcon, Loki, Wanda. No, that's a good choice. I mean, again, I, I, I don't hate it. I think all three of us see these shows differently in how they affected us. So that's really cool. And I'm glad like none of us had the same <laughs> the same thing because yeah, cause we often do. Fun. No, yeah, yeah, we, do. we really You're right. do. You're right. No, and you know, t- with WandaVision, like I think it being first and it being different, a lot of people were kind of taken aback by that. But that's what I loved about it. And that's what I disliked you know what I mean? about like it. it was, like if had you put that yeah. in as number three or had WandaVision come after Loki, I would have been all about it. Huh. I don't know. I, would have been I wanted something different. Yeah. I think it's interesting that all, like, again, if you think about how it was originally supposed to come out, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier first, then WandaVision, then I think, I think that's, the, I think that was the order, not Loki, WandaVision, but WandaVision, Loki. But it would have been interesting because even if you put WandaVision second, it still would have felt very different, right? From, the Falcon Winter Soldier show, which we was which which was very Marvel, right? It was that great Marvel action, great humor, buddy cop stuff, two great characters that we love. Seeing Sam become Captain America, accepting that he's going to be Captain America, Bucky accepting who he was, like that was great stuff. But it was very Marvel, right? WandaVision totally changed everything, and I think it was. I think it did help it being first out of the gate. Because then it did kind of put people like, oh, okay, like these shows are going to be maybe different and it's going to be, you know, fun to see. But just like Christina, just like you said, that was maybe the the thing that tripped you up on it at, at times. It was it being that little bit different. But then again, maybe midway through the season, it felt more Marvel, right? Like it felt more like the, 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 the Marvel. The thing that I will you know, say I loved about WandaVision was we brought in – characters from so many different films to play a part. Definitely. That was the thing that yeah, I loved 100%. about WandaVision was that we were able to tie in so many different characters. Like I didn't dislike any of them. I loved them all. I've watched them all more than once. But um that was the one thing that I really did appreciate with WandaVision was we brought in Jimmy Woo. We we brought in Darcy. We brought in everyone and I did like how that was tied together. Yeah, I will say for WandaVision the thing that I really loved about that show, I mean beyond like you know, Paul Bettany and uh, Lizzie's performances, which were outstanding. You know, I think them showing like people coming back from the snap, like through through Monica's perspective, that was some amazing stuff. Like, again, deep Marvel yeah. lore mm-hmm. and getting her story to Monica's story like that was really good stuff. So, like, there's a lot to love in each show. Right. I mean, there really was. I think there was. Something in each show that we all connected with that we all love, but some connected, we connected with more than others, you know, like, again, for me, Loki, 
It's because, man, the the repercussions of this and what it means moving forward. That's huge to me. Like, because I love the setup. Like, all right, what are we setting up for this phase? We kind of know now because of that show. You know, I love Sam's arc. I love Wanda's, you know, journey. Like, it was just all overall good stuff. And I'm excited now because I, I think what these shows are doing are really deep diving into character pieces, which I which I am all for. Because I think the movies are the events, right? Those are going to be really good stories. The shows are really where I think the bigger character driven, you know, stuff is going to be like Hawkeye. I'm excited for Hawkeye now, to be honest. I'm excited for Ms. Marvel. Like She-Hulk? Yeah, give it to me. Like, I'm excited to see what they do and how this all connects, you know, because I think we'll see a lot of the shows connect like the movies too, you know, I mean, it's all going to connect, but I feel like the TV shows will kind of connect in their own little way, you know, cause I could see, I know, Christina, you brought it up, Bucky and Sam, when do we see them next? Maybe they make a cameo in Hawkeye. Maybe they make a cameo in Ms. Marvel. Who knows why? Like we could see them make cameos in the, in the different movies maybe, but like I could see them making a brief cameo in Hawkeye because of what I think the show is going to be about, I could see it happening, but we'll wait and see, right? So it's all fascinating stuff, really fascinating stuff. And I can't wait to see what Marvel does moving forward. And then even the what ifs. I mean, the what if is, is the next Marvel show we get. That's going to be some really fun and wacky stuff. And I can't wait. I hope they have like more than just one season. Like it's going to be cool to see what they do with that type of storytelling and we know there was an article i can't remember if it was from hollywood or deadline that marvel is doing and going to be creating more animated shows down the road like they they're going to kind of dive into that type of storytelling which is really exciting because again for me as a star wars fan i love star wars animation and what it's been doing for star wars Marvel doing that is going to be really cool. And I think what if is going to set that up really well, in my personal opinion. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about those three shows, Katie, any last thoughts? No, I'm, I'm with you though. I'm ready for the next. I'm ready for what's next, you know, beyond what if and going into Miss Marvel and Hawkeye and she Hulk. I was excited for she Hulk when they announced the cast. Um, honestly because i love tatiana maslani but that yeah it, it we're we're along for the ride we're in <laughs> we're in for a lot of fun for sure and this is definitely kooky wacky stuff uh coming down the pipe and it's going to be really neat to see how it all strings together yep i 100 percent agree christina any final thoughts on those three shows they were great i want to see more i'm excited for the rest of them i think marvel knows that they have hooked us and that we're all going to watch every single show that they put out on disney plus yep (laughs) they sure do they sure do i got that three-year subscription i'm ready let's let's keep going (laughs) yeah i got that too i think when uh, that comes up maybe next year or the end of this year, I got. I can't remember when I signed up for. No, I should. And then Disney's going to go ahead and triple that price, and we're going to fucking pay it. That's the problem. They're going to triple yeah. the price, and I'm going to throw my credit card. Oh, down. I'm paying it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, there's no way I'm not paying that. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> especially with kids. <laughs> oh right, yeah. And then like with me with Apple Plus, that's another like service that's getting my money as well. But anyway, let's have some fun. We got some questions from Mr. Chris Davis. 
And he says this. So his first question, would there ever be a live stream episode or an episode on Twitch? Fun question. I think we're going to do Hell it. Hell yes. I think we, we've talked yes. about it. We've talked I would about love it. to do it. <laughs> we talked about it and I think we will. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll work out the, uh, the details as they say, the deets, but we'll, what we'll make that happen. What, what would you guys want to see? Would you want to see uh, us recording an episode like live or would you want to see something else? I think it'd be you know, something we, else like just yeah. our after post post podcast show. Yeah. <laughs> the GBC after dark when so, we cuss. So and like Ch- you can watch me chase flies You in act office. like we don't cuss <laughs> during the entire show. They're going to see that we sit here and drink and swear. And then make fun of ourselves and each other. We tear each other apart when this is over, guys. Do you really want to watch that? Do you think what we do while I we're recording is yes. as calm as it gets? I mean, the beginning, Probably. before we recorded, Christina, <laughs> what's the agenda? And I'm like, well, hello, fellow geeks. <laughs> I like to throw something in there once in a while. Nobody tells me things. I just show up, guys. I'm never prepared. This is why I love the show because it's kind of it's not like shoot from the hip. We have a general idea of what we're talking about, and it's just some fun. of us do. We just let sort it roll. Of. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> eh, we let it fly. This is this is how we run. Lauren the has the or, agenda. No, she just I'm doesn't send it out to the rest of us. Because I like live reactions. I like your overall takes and just initial thoughts. That's why I keep it close to the vest. But I mostly I do sometimes give a general idea, but not a lot. I, that's true. I'll I'll do better for you guys, just so you're not caught off guard like Christy was apparently today. <laughs> no, that's going to take away the whole entertainment factor. If I'm no, prepared, if I'm prepared, I'm not as funny. That's fair. <laughs> this is fair. But yes, Chris Davis, we will. Uh, that that's something that we will eventually. We'll do something, and uh, we'll keep you guys all updated on that for sure. All right, and then his next question is. Who would you want to be next to as phase four commences in the MCU? Wanda or Sylvie? That's a really fun question. Um, I'm going to go with Wanda because A, she's an Avenger. Two, she's Scarlet Witch and she's going to be a total badass moving forward. And I like Lizzie Olsen. I think she's hilarious. I think she'd be a fun person to hang out with. I think Wanda would be cool. I think I'll go with Wanda. What about you, Katie? I love how you say A and two, not A and B. Every that's time, another thing every that's, single time, just like every B52. Time. Just like B52, every time. That's that's a, that's a Lauren thing. Meh. Um, I, I'm with you. I think it is. Uh, I think it's Wanda because she's definitely got all the power right now. Um, she may not know exactly how to use it, but she's definitely going to be playing a big part. And she's going to learn from Doctor Strange for sure. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I'm. I, I would say I would definitely say Wanda because we still don't know like where Sylvie is, and I feel like she's probably going to be carrying around a whole lot of a whole lot of baggage. I wonder with Sylvie that because we know that the TVA they were like mind wiped, right? Pretty sure Kang doesn't know how to do that. Was he using Sylvie, like a variation of her doing that to the people? That's very interesting. It's kind of where my head's maybe. at right now with it. It's kind of where my head's at. Like maybe hmm. that's her version of being the and 
enchantress because you know they they weren't like sugarcoating it when they when Sophia was talking about how they were mixing the two characters. So I don't know. Season two, maybe we get enchantress Sylvie. I'm just saying that's just my thoughts. Christina, what about you? Who are you hanging out with? A hundred percent, Wanda. First of all, Wanda's costume is more badass now that she's a Scarlet Witch. Let's just talk about fair, that. Fair, fair. Got the headpiece. I mean, Sylvie did too, but that was kind of Loki's headpiece. So it's, Sylvie stole off of Loki. So Wanda, all day, she is an Avenger. She's already learned her lesson about throwing things into buildings and killing a bunch of people. So if anything, Wanda's just, Katie is going after that damn fly again. <laughs> Wanda's, I got <laughs> oh, she got it, guys. We got a winner. We got a winner. <laughs> so if anything, Wanda's just going to move your ass out of the way. If you're, there's like a battle, she, Sylvie's going to throw you to the wolves. But I'm really glad that Katie killed the fly. I Actually, I'm going to change my answer. I don't want Sylvie or Wanda. I want Katie. <laughs> you want me and my rolled up piece of paper. <laughs> She's the one who protects me. This is all going to be a Patreon exclusive soon, kids. So let's just get ready for all that. So you will see us three <laughs> killing flies, doing all the fun stuff. This is why we have an explicit rating on Apple. This is true. This is why I put explicit <laughs> when I do the episodes. 100% Murder why, 100% happens. Why. Murder does happen, apparently. Murder does happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any submitted DJ questions? Do, I think we got them. We all don't last have any week. submitted DJ questions this week. DJ was simply asking about Kang and the connection between Loki and WandaVision. Then we already talked about that. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Well, good. DJ, keep them coming, pal, because I like your questions for sure. Heck yeah. Uh, Mr. Hearson said he liked how they talked about. Wizard of Oz, because that's something that he talked about too. So yeah. that was his con that was his contribution this week was hey, I talked about Wizard of Oz too. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that, I think, in the episode before, how we felt like this was a very, you know, behind the curtain kind of thing. So yeah, that made sense. I did like those references too. He was saying that it was, you know, uh Beetlejuice and uh Wizard of Oz. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool to like how again how they were thinking about this character and this show and like what they were looking at and then i loved actually before we wrap it up katie heron's talking about jaws when she was talking about Elioth and like showing all that katie heron can just do whatever she wants please just marvel let her direct whatever she wants whatever yes, show she wants i don't care just let her do it because she's amazing and i liked again i like how like the void was apparently like england <laughs> She basically made it England and she didn't even realize it. And all of her British uh, uh, people that were on the on the set or whatever were saying, yeah, this feels familiar. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I love how her agent told her not to go in with a pitch. So she went in with a pitch. Smart woman. Smart woman. Definitely. Always go in prepared. Yeah, never listen to your agent. Yeah. Just go in prepared. That's why I like to be prepared for these shows, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, okay, Christina. <laughs> I I did like Owen Wilson talking about how like he was going to be Iron Man and Thor, and <laughs> and they like clip arted his face onto it. I thought that was great. I was dying. <laughs> that was yeah, fantastic. that was beautiful. I love Owen Wilson so much. <laughs> I want him on a jet ski. I hope season two. Can we get Mobius on a jet ski? Please? Just give I us really an end credit of it. 
I don't need it to be like an actual part of the yeah, show. Sure. Just give me an end credit Mobius with his little suit and his wig on a jet ski. That's all I want. It can be like a like a what if end credit. <laughs> what if Mobius gets a jet ski? <laughs> oh, if there's not that a what if Mobius funny. gets a jet ski episode, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> Listen to us fight. <laughs> Kevin knows what's up. Kevin knows what's up. All right, well, that's it. That's the episode, kids. I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we did. Uh, let's go around and let everybody know where they can find us. Katie, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Penguin Katie, and that's Katie with a Y. Well done, Christina. Where can they find you? Instagram and Twitter at A Beautiful Quest. Well done. And you guys can follow me uh, at Loro Knows on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the bo- uh, this podcast at The Geek Broads Pod on Twitter. And we're on Apple Pods, Google Play, Spotify, all the good stuff. So go please rate, review wherever you can and any platform that you can. It really helps us. And again, yeah, maybe we will do a live episode or a after show. In the future. So we will let you know, Chris Davis, since you are a day oneer, we'll keep you informed, buddy. You'll be the you'll be the fourth person to know after us three. <laughs> For There's sure. no way that's not a disaster. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> it's it's on brand. We're authentic on this here podcast. <laughs> Very true. We are anything but on brand around here. All right, kids, until next time, stay geeky. Bye.